Welcome to the Movie Machine Podcast, produced by Hot Chocolate Media, where we make up a film for you really fast based on a prompt from the internet. I'm joined, as always, by three of the Hollywood elite. Our writer, John, who did all of the Scream Foley on Godzilla King of Monsters. Our director, Jenny, who also directed the 47th reshoot run of Dark Phoenix of 97. And our producer, Jacob, who is also producing the William Shatner spinoff of the film Rocket Man. Happy to have you all here. Great to be here. So the theme of the story is Dramatic Quest. The main character is a plain philosopher. The major event of the story is longing. Okay, so I had this really great idea, and trust me, I'm an idea guy. I know what a good idea looks like. We've got this epic quest, and it starts off, as every epic quest does, in a bar. And it's got to be like one of those really, really cool bars. But this character is a philosopher because people are really connecting with smart people now. So this, this philosopher, right? Stay with me now. They're really into airplanes. So they have this philosophy of all life, all destinations can be reached by an airplane. It's going to be an adventure for them to find the airplane of their dreams. And they've been after this airplane for their entire life searching for the perfect plane and the eventual resolution is, is that they don't ever find the plane but it's about the journey right so they're they're gonna have to meet all these people that build planes and 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 that that fly planes and and then they're gonna get stuck on an island because they're gonna crash a plane and we have to make this movie as plain as possible so the title is going to be a plane in spain and then the subtext could be falls mainly on the planes. It's but so does the plane crash? Yes. Why is the plane falling? Well, because philosophers can't fly planes. Okay. Just so you're aware, plane was spelled P L A I. Yeah, no, 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 that doesn't matter. Okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure. All right, so Jenny, uh, you received an old like 1920s bicycle plane comes by and. You know, with a person with aviator goggles and a scarf parachutes down and says, like, Evening, miss. <laughs> yeah. And says, Evening, miss. I have a question. I have a script for you. But what is a script really? Does it actually exist? Is there a script at all? Or is it just words? And so he goes on for, like, six hours until... So you find you get the premise of, the, of it eventually, and... You really start to think about some shit. But anyway, so through this roundabout way, you kind of have the idea of a plane in Spain falls mainly on the planes. And so how are you going to make this into a film? Yeah, so the first thing I would say to my little bicycle plane friend is that the real script is the friends we made along the way. It's, it's really about what's in ourselves. And there's a lot of good things happening with this script. And I have some ways that I want to take it further. So it's going to be set in Spain, which is beautiful area. We're going to get some great shots out of that. Some good panoramas. Perfect for planes, in fact. And so we're going to open in a bar in Barcelona, and we're going to be looking for our pilot, because they're actually a member of the RAF, and this is World War II. 
we're going to open and they're going to be drunk, completely off their ass, just totally drunk. And they wake up in the gutter and they're wondering what they're doing with themselves because they're looking for that perfect plane. And they fly a Spitfire. How'd they get to Spain? We'll have to see why they're in Spain in World War II with their fancy little scarf and their goggles and all those fun things the pilots wear. So they're, they're looking for these ways to find themselves and find this plane. They have all this philosophy about planes and they're going to end up crashing on this island with their Spitfire. It's World War II. It's a deserted island. It's full of, I don't know, lemurs or something. Probably lemurs. That's a good island because we're going to crash pretty close to the Bermuda Triangle. Can we have plantains on the island? As long as those grow near the Bermuda Triangle, yes. Or it's the Bermuda Triangle. Anything can grow there. Who knows what's going to happen in an island in the Bermuda Triangle? But they're going to crash there. And that's where they're really going to figure out what they're doing with their philosophy of that perfect plane that will take them anywhere. And do you have a cast in mind? I think we should go for a young upstart, somebody that nobody knows yet. We're going to put out a casting call on YouTube and on Instagram. And we'll find someone, someone young, someone in their early 20s, you know, maybe curly hair. You know, we'll just we'll get a new fresh face because it's World War II and everybody can be a hero. All right. So, Jacob, production begins on a plane in Spain, falls mainly on the planes. Uh, they send out a casting call for young YouTubers, curly hair, a preference, but not required. So, yeah. Uh, how are you going to make this make money or make this into a movie? Well, the way we're going to make this make money is use almost none of it. So here's the thing. A new title needs to happen. Give me something else. I don't care. If you want to cast like a younger, like millennial person in that role, I can't sell this movie because millennials don't want to see war movies anymore. They want to see like superheroes or sci-fi or some other shit like that. So like the actor needs to be older or this, you know, person needs to be somebody rejecting war. So there's got to be some kind of thing there. If you want to go like, you know, the the war movie route and you want to have like a weird semi-philosophical thing, I think you could do a really good job with having somebody who is like a, you know, a Daniel Day-Lewis or like a Matthew McConaughey type person in this role who can just like say a lot of stuff that's really dumb but sounds kind of deep and makes people think like, oh, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I understand this. Yeah, I really get this movie. Wow. Great work, guys. And look, they'll just chew scenery for two hours, and then you'll never remember what happened in it. If you want to go that route, that's fine. I can sell that to, you know, Republicans and stuff. But if you want to go the millennial route, they have to be rejecting war, or there's got to be, like, some sort of science fiction or something in here. Because they won't go for it. I don't think it'll it'll fly very well. I mean, I can maybe sell it to, like, the History Channel, but then your, your budget's going in the tank. With that said, I think you need to make a, a hard decision either, either direction here before I, I can uh, greenlight the piece. You know, you'll, you'll need some money to get, like, a big actor if you want to go more the war movie route. So I'll, I'll make sure that you guys are getting a good, like, $75 million for that. If you want to do, like, millennial kind of sci-fi thing, you know, I, I might be able to get closer to, like, 80 or $90 million. I'm okay with that, too. Beyond that, I think we, we could use a couple other characters for our main person to interact with. I think just interacting with the planes is a little bit boring. You know, they're, they're nice, but we need, like, more people. You know, for the sake of marketing alone, we need, like, some female people or non-white people in this. That would be great. Other than that, I'm indifferent, I guess. Bring me back a better pitch next time. 
All right. So, John, that same plane man who visited Jenny is coming to you, but actually their plane catches fire and they just like crash right in front of your door. And then he crawls out and he's like, they didn't like the movie. And then dies in a very apt metaphor of your producers just throwing it all out. You got to make it either more gritty war movie or I don't know. I mean, you you heard what he said. Why am I telling you? Yeah, but what are you going to do? What are you going to I don't want to be in your shoes, but you got to make some choices. Jeffrey, Jeffrey, you were the only man I ever loved. I tried to make a movie about you. They didn't like it. We'll make this better. I know. I know how we'll do this. Instead of other people, we're staying with the planes. But the planes are people. We're going to go animated, maybe. I don't know. But we're going to make the planes people. Because we can do this like the, that, that Cars movie. And it's going to be planes that talk. And our main character is the only actual living human. He's trying to discover who he is in a world full of planes. So maybe we have like this old like crotchety plane that's that's like an old biplane or something like that. And then we have like the new young upstart that's like one of those newfangled jet planes. Then the standard plane is like the World War II style plane, the single prop or double prop. And we're just trying to find our meaning of being a human in a, in a world full of planes. Are there humans in this or? Just one. Oh. Our philosopher. And the rest, you know, we, we get voice actors because it's cheaper for us to hire voice actors. So Than real talking planes? I mean, if we can find real talking planes, that would be awesome. Oh, man. Jeffrey, in your memory, I'm marrying our plane. Yeah, we're going to call it Planes, Trains, and Plantains. Okay, so Jenny, you receive both a wedding invitation to the plane John wedding. And also uh, an updated script. So you received the script for Planes, Trains, and Plantains. It's now an animated film with one real person. So what are you going to do? Pretty much all your old work's gone now, and how are you going to make this into a film? Well, there's there's a lot to unpack here, actually. Congratulations to our writer for their wedding. I'm, I'm happy for you. So we're making an animated movie. But this is going to have to be one of those animated movies that aren't made for kids that are marketed on, like, Netflix. And so we'll get, we'll get a really good animation team. There's a lot of really good animation teams out there. And we're going, since it's still aimed at adults, we're going to keep the World War II angle. But our only human actor, who is somehow the only human in an animated universe, is going to be Bill Skarsgård. We're going to get someone who we know. You know, he's got that distinctive face. Great for the sci-fi premise of crash landing your Spitfire in the Bermuda Triangle and waking up in a land of airplanes. It's the Bermuda Triangle. It's a portal to everywhere. It's going to get you there. We're going to get there to this plane universe. And he's going to team up with... We're going to put another person in there. We're going to bring in Sally Hawkins. And she's going to be a member of the Night Witches, the Russian pilot group who absolutely decimated the Germans. And we're going to bring her in because she has also crash landed in the Bermuda Triangle and she is the only other human being. And they are having to figure out how to reject who they are as fighters because they're in this land of planes. They don't need to be fighting and being in war and they're rejecting that part of themselves and figuring out who they are when they are not fighting, when they are not part of the system. 
we're going to have to bring in the plantains because it's, it's, it's in either we're changing the title or there's plantains in there. But it's the Bermuda Triangle. There's plantains growing on this island. And plantains are actually the thing that is powering a lot of these planes because they can eat the plantains and get fuel. They're just they're going to have to figure it out. You know, we'll get some other some other big names for voice actors in there. We'll get like Orlando Bloom and we'll get, I don't know, Matthew Mercer in there as voice actors. And yeah, it'll be good. All right. So, Jacob, these artists rallied after your harsh criticism and have brought you a completely new thing. So you still haven't given them a budget yet, which will probably determine what animation studio they'll use. So really, it's kind of in your core. uh, Are you happy with what they did based on your feedback? What are you going to give them a budget for? What are you going to do? Yes and no. They're still making two different movies. What I'm going to do is I'm just going to divide this sucker in half and make two different things out of it. So all the, like, cool stuff with, like, the the Night Witches and, like, the World War II things, we're going to turn into, like, a cool espionage show. And we're going to kind of, like, pitch that as a pilot for, you know, probably Netflix or Amazon Prime, see if they'll pick that up. And I'll, I'll throw a good chunk of money at that to make it, like, really cool and make it gritty and dramatic and the kind of stuff that just, like, really rakes in the viewers on there. Hopefully they'll we'll get a few more episodes and a few more seasons worth of a return on that one. And then all the, like, talking planes and shit, I'm going to turn into, like, a kid show a la Paw Patrol. Just, like, really crank up the, the color situation and make make everything just, like, you know, there's a, an afternoon special quality to it with lessons to be learned and things like that. We'll make sure that, like, all the designs are different from the, the 2013 Pixar Planes film, which was a spinoff of the Cars film that nobody went to because Cars was already boring enough. But, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm working with what I can here. So, basically, I'm putting in about $40 million into these two things, and then... And I'm hoping that I get some some return out of them individually. I think the Night Witches show is just going to be called Night Witches because that's a great title for a show. People who like Sabrina and people who like, you know, like Stranger Things and stuff are going to go and watch that show on Netflix. And then, like, you know, we can call the Planes thing whatever the hell we want and just, like, make it colorful and kid-friendly and kids are going to, you know, press the button on the remote or beg their parents to watch it. So that it doesn't matter what that's called. For now, I'm going to call it Plane Patrol because uh, I'm really tired of dealing with that property as a whole. So, uh, yeah, that's what I got. Let's see what happens. All right. And so I'm going to put this in the movie machine, which sounds like a plane just falling out of the sky and crashing into the concrete or ground. It's not so a couple things happen. First off, the moment you split this in half, Jeffrey's corpse just gets sawed in two. No one's quite sure how Jeffrey! that happened. No one's quite sure who decimated his grave to do this or if it was just natural. Did um, they pull him out of the grave to cut him in half? No or one knows. Did, like, the grave was exhumed, though. He wasn't just sitting out lying in I just state have, this whole time, was he? Because that's going to smell. I just, I'm just reading what's written here, okay? So a couple things happen here. First off, when you go to Netflix, Jacob, you have this whole pitch ready and, you know, you have like a big briefcase of slides and you're like, hey, I want to pitch them. And there's a guy just like, yeah, whatever. Okay, here you go. They just take it without looking. So good job there. So this is Netflix. What are they not going to put it on? Which is crazy. Night Witches, people who don't know history just see it and they're like, oh, this is going to be supernatural. And then they're like, what? what is this plane shit? Where's the warlocks? <laughs> I guess people just don't know past anymore. So uh, so people get confused by that because it's like, Night Witches, what? Airplanes don't have black cats in them. 
uh, that one's kind of a bust a bit, but I mean, that's Netflix's problem at this kind of your plane show. You know, it's like parents show it to like preschoolers and kindergartners and they just when they don't want to parent. And so there's basically that. I mean, you get what you put into it. However, so rumor leaks out that this was originally one property. There's a whole Reddit board of, of talented editors band together, and they actually are able to stitch them back together into the original film or series. And that just gets spread around uh, all over the internet. They can't shut it down. And that actually becomes like really popular. Like j- just more of a like, whoa, this is so weird kind of thing. So it becomes known as the the Night Plane compilation. And uh, that just becomes inner Hollywood rumor. And, you know, have you seen it? Have you seen the Night Plane compilation? But uh, you're not making any money from that. It's just kind of that's what more it's known for. And then Netflix wants to buy it from them. And so you're now in this whole weird legal thing with these people who made this illegal compilation. And I mean, I own both properties, so those motherfuckers better pay up. I suppose they can. If you want to spend your two minutes tracking them or telling me what you're going to do about it, uh, this is just a prediction. Uh, you all have two minutes now to change anything, prevent this mediocre future. I mean, it didn't really fail. It didn't really succeed. It's just like, eh, the world goes on. So I'm going to be actually leading this Reddit board to uh, make sure that Jeffrey's memory gets put back the way it should be. You know, we're, we're, we're just trying to make this more true to the original vision. And if I can take that and get booked on some larger projects as the source of this, like, underground Hollywood editing compilation, my little Hellcat and I will take what we can do. Also, we're, we're replacing one of the Night Witches with Little Bub. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're doing some good editing. All right. Jenny, a lot happened. <laughs> Yeah, there's there's a lot happening here, and a um, little Hollywood insider information for you. Working with this writer has been the hardest writer I have worked with in my entire career. What kind of writer's going on the Reddit boards and splicing their own properties back to get... What are you doing? Yeah, um, and it's my properties. Sorry. Your properties that they wrote, and it's... I'm just trying to keep here. Jeffrey's memory alive. By marrying your plane? Jeffrey's plane. There's a lot to unpack there. Yeah, how are we going to contract little bub to be on our show how do you get a cat to fly a plane like the gifts are gonna be great but it's movie magic i don't know how much saving there is of this one maybe i just need to dial it back focus on the aspect of the night witches of being part of this culture of war and protecting your homeland but also just being involved with like the patriarchy there's got to be something to explore in there, but I think we need to change our title from Night Witches so that we don't get that weird cross of people expecting something a little more supernatural than they're going to get, or we have actual witches be in the Night Witches. We should do that. We should bring actual witches into the Night Witches, and there's a supernatural reason why they were able to sneak up on the Germans so well. We can get some younger younger actors in there, too, have like this whole multicultural group of witches who are bringing down the Germans with magic and planes. All right, so Jacob, you look like you got some things to say, so I'll just let you have it. As always, I have stuff to say. I love the idea of making the Night Witches show historical fantasy. That's delightful. People will will love that. That's going to be great. I do think we should lean more into, like, the practical stuff rather than, like, full nine yards Lord of the Rings-ass magic. Like, that's too much. More, More practical 
you know, magic type stuff and curses and, you know, luck spells and nature magic, that kind of stuff. And then with Plane Patrol, I think we need to, like... As it goes on, like the first episode, normal. Uh, episode 5, it gets weirder and darker. Episode 10, something is very wrong, and the kids who are watching this are no longer having fun. They're afraid. Surprise! Cinematic universe. Both of these shows were always intended to come back together. Season 2 of both is going to be the tie-in between, between all of them. That way, you know, all the people who are readily stitching this back together, you were right all along. Here comes the new, the new cinematic universe, only available on streaming. And the planes could be the witches' familiars. So all along, that's why they had their own, their own stories, their own lives, because they are real. They are their own thing. I was going to see that they were like simulations, since they're animated. There's a connection there. Oh, are we right. pulling a, a Madoka Magica with this, then? I don't know what that is. All right, so so I pulled the lever again, which is a sound effect from Madoka Magica. Jacob's in research. So a couple things happen here. Um, so I'm just going to go through them in a list. You know, this is just what Netflix was looking for since they're not doing the Marvel universe anymore. So now it's just Netflix has so many weird things, weird properties, and just weird shows that they put on there that now they can be like, Hey, any show that was popular, we could just rope into this. So that so this trend of artificially making things into the cinematic universe uh, really picks up. So I mean, there are two branches. I mean, you know, you have the Stranger Things and uh, links with what else is big on Netflix right now? Queer Eye. <laughs> Stranger Things and Queer Eye have a crossover. You know, they do some decade jumping. And it just becomes a whole thing now. Um, you know, you've really sparked the flame that opens the fire and. That whole metaphor. Basically, the whole, yeah, just everything starts connecting with everything at this point. And, you know, because it really brings people back because they now have to turbo binge, what it's called. Now, you can't just binge a show. You have to binge all the shows that connect with other shows. And then they'll just, like, put one reference in there just to bridge it onto another one. It's it's actually a really big problem. If you haven't watched for a full 24 hours, are you really a fan? Right, exactly. So you have this whole network going on on the Netflix side that start from that. Uh, Meanwhile, for John, so you're stitching together Reddit. You become well-known for this, of stitching properties back together based on when they split. And you actually find out that a bunch of other, this has been going on throughout history, lots of films and shows originally the same that got split apart and you start bringing them back together. So uh, Chinatown and Columbo, you stitch back together, originally the same property that got split in two. Top Gun and Crocodile Dundee. Dundee was originally a, a comic relief character in Top Gun at they just decided to uh, give him his own series. You bring him back, the film makes way more sense now. Big Lebowski and Armageddon, you know, that cuts together seamlessly. You cut Big Lebowski's not paying attention to what's happening in space, you know, but but together they just really complement each other. So uh, that becomes your sort of internet persona. You make no money from this and Anytime you make it uh, impressive, then just a studio is like, oh, we thought of doing this. That was our plan all along. I mean, if you want to consider that a success, I guess it is. I don't know. Also, a weird amalgamite of Jeffrey comes back from the grave and he's just like stitched together of all the other corpses in the graveyard. And it's like, I don't know who I am anymore and uh, collapses on your doorstep. But that's for you to deal with. I still love you, Jeffrey. Was there a monkey's paw on that plane that you married, or what? No, it, it might have been the Night Witches. 
or just he was really dedicated to the metaphor. And we are going to end, as always, with a quote of wisdom from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. No more games. It's time to level up. Thank you, everyone. <laughs> and good night. The main character is a plain philosopher. Nice. <laughs> Hot. I hope that makes the final cut. <laughs>